Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my co-host, really for the last 16 years, is uh, here with us also. And, you know, uh, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to form in the top 10%. You know, so what are the key things, tips, tools that will help them? What are the key things, tips, and tools will help them lead their teams? So we've been focusing on what can leaders do in the moment. Everything happens in the moment for us. You know, what's the input you know about yourself? What's the input you know about the situation or about others? And then what's the output? What are your decisions? What are your communications? What are your strategies uh, that come out? And so we're really helping people bring about more emotional brilliance and how to live a stressless, fearless life. That's also the title of Kathy and my uh, newest book that's available on Amazon and also Audible. You can always go to our website, www.emotionalbrilliance.com slash academy, and there is a you know, free ebook, book uh, The 11 Reasons Why You Need Emotional Intelligence. And emotional intelligence, as you know, if you've been listening to our show for these years, uh, is one of the keys for being a top performer. And we always have great guests that we'll bring on in a moment, uh, Luke Owings, and he's going to share some of his expertise as a top performer in the organization he's been with and also the consulting company he's been with. We'll do his intro in just a moment. Uh, One of the things that we do know uh, today with COVID, Omicron, is heightened emotions. There is so much going on today. Uh, 47% of people are experiencing anxiety. 44% are sad. 39% are angry, and then most of us, 75%, feel we could use more emotional support. So who do they look to for this emotional support? It's you, the leader. And what are you doing to really help and support them? And these days, everything is more. All is more, as we like to say. Leaders are dealing with a tsunami of emotions. There's their teams, the demands, the, the pressures, uh, on them far outreach sometimes their past experiences or training. The leader using a coaching approach, and we'll hear more about that uh, from Luke, where they can use more empathy and more people development. Why is that important? It's always going to help retention and productivity. And some of the newest research is showing us that if you use empathy, it's going to enhance engagement, it's going to enhance innovation, more so than uh, if you're just average in empathy. So for if you're a listener and a leader, we're going to zero in a little bit more on empathy uh, and what do you do, uh, what can you do about that. And let me just see, Kathy, are you there with us? Kathy's my co-host here. So I don't think she's gone on just yet. So this idea of being in the moment, 
we like to think about that as the sweet spot. What's your go-to? What What do you draw from from your experience? You know, in the moment. And so, with that, let me take the opportunity to hear from our guest today, Luke Owings. So, Luke is the vice president of uh, products at Ability. It's a leadership development company that offers virtual mini MBAs and business simulations that help senior executives from companies around the world building leadership skills and improved strategy execution. So since 2015, they have taught 25,000-plus executives in 50-plus countries, and their clients have included many uh, Fortune 500 companies that we all know, PayPal, Marriott, Coca-Cola, GE, Southwest Airlines. And in 2020, Ability was recognized as one of the uh, Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies and also one of the best places uh, to work in America for Inc. So Luke's on the advisory board of Haymakers for Hope. That's a nonprofit that's raised $20 million for cancer uh, cure research. Before going to Ability, Luke was an expert associate partner at McKinsey. And we know McKinsey is a global management consulting firm, and he has been a trusted advisor, and they have been trusted advisors, to two-thirds of the Fortune 1000 business governments around the world. Luke has a BA in economics from Princeton and an MBA from Harvard Business School uh, and was also a teaching fellow at Harvard University's undergraduate economics class. So, Luke, welcome to the uh, show here. We're really glad to have you. Hey, Riley. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you great. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, that was that was quite a quite a quite a mouthful on the biography. It was great to hear you go through it. I, I had forgotten about some of those. There's just so many pieces to it. But I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful to be here on the show with you. Grateful to talk about the leadership development, the the emotional intelligence, which is more important than ever in today's world. Some of the ways we do it with with our programs, ability uh, at ability, and then broadly just how you all see it showing up. I think the this world uh, that you and I are in is changing so dramatically as um, as you know the return to office question occurs, as the hybrid working changes everything, and uh, what leadership is and how it how it manifests itself. It's more important than ever to be intentional. So I'm excited to be here on the on the phone with you. I'm excited to be here on the call with you. Um, yeah, and thanks for that really truly wonderful introduction. Ah, great, great. Well, uh, I'm always intrigued, you know, because we're in a similar field. You know, Luke, one of the things that I end up saying, you know, being a sports enthusiast, uh, for leaders, this is the Super Bowl of leadership, or whatever sports, you know, the World Cup, whatever sports you follow. Given what I said in our intro, there's just so much going on, and you know, I don't think leaders necessarily have the background on some of these softer skills, which is so needed now. So um, I'm really interested in picking your brain, hearing kind of what's, what's been successful for you, what's been successful for ability. So before we jump into things around leadership, say a little bit about your background and, and maybe some of the influences and kind of you know, got you to where you are today. Absolutely. Absolutely, Riley. It's, um, it's interesting that you use sports as the analogy because so much of my DNA from the leadership side comes from sports. 
Uh, I played basketball at Princeton uh, when I was in, in college. And so I got to really be enmeshed in that in the flow moment of, you know, things go good, things go bad, things, uh, things that you have to figure out how to be resilient, how to lead a team, how to push yourself forward and, and how to do that in the public eye. And I think that uh, yeah. any of the college athletes out there will, will resonate with this where it's, a, it's quite an experience to have to win and lose in front of other people. You have to pull together a team and, and to say, okay, how are we all in this together? And that, to me, was very much my crucible of leadership. After I left there and, and really started into some of the bigger companies in the world, and I did a lot of my leadership development training at McKinsey as I, as I started as an analyst and eventually spent time as, a, as an associate partner, that was where I got some more of the framework, some more of the uh, intellectual side of leadership, some more of the okay, how do you lead yourself? How do you lead others? How do you lead an organization? And what, what are the frames you use for that? Less on the emotional side, but more on the intellectual. And then just over the years of, of jumping back and forth and having the experience being an executive at, at uh, small tech companies, small ed tech companies, it's become uh, the crucible of, of actually putting that emotional intelligence from the, from the sporting world of leadership with uh, intellectual understanding from some of the consulting firms and my MBA, and then seeing how it actually manifests in real life. And leadership is hard. There's no question about it. You and I both know that, really. And, you know, we see it all over the place, but there's nothing quite like living it. And so I feel very blessed to be able to be the head of product of a really fast-growing company that gets to teach leadership development and gets to push the boundaries of that. Um, and I personally learn something new every single day. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So that's that's what's so uh, cool about the field that we're in. I mean, it sounds like already just from the energy that you have, you know, working with people and loving people. And I think for me, same kind of thing in uh, working with individuals who are always uh, so intriguing and, and learning from, but then organizations and the organizational culture. Sometimes I would tell people I'm, I think I'm like a professional voyeur. You kind of get this peek into the, into the uh, the people, the culture that no one really has, and then the good news is you can leave. You don't always have to be there, you know, day in, day out, but you know, help them move. And I think, like you, uh, for a couple of years, I played football uh, at college, University of Hartford. So we're both. Sounds like are you nice. originally from back east? Uh, I grew up in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland. Oh, and I've okay. spent time just about everywhere on the east coast. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, I grew up in New Jersey and spent time in Connecticut, and then fortunately now we're both on the West Coast, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm out here and I've been out here uh, for quite a while. You said so, something there, really, that I'd love to pick up on, and we can talk about later or now. Yeah, no, yeah go ahead. There is, a, there is no one right way of leadership, right? You talked about being a boyer at these places. I think that one of the amazing things for me with our clients has been being able to go and see that what a great leader looks like can manifest uh -huh. totally differently in different cultures. And uh, I always say one of the best things about being in leadership development, especially when I'm teaching programs, is that often in the room, I know the least, and so I can learn the most. And it's really yeah. a fascinating um, because you get to work with leaders who have 25, 30, 40 years of experience in an industry. And it's very different if you're working in a tech industry versus if you're working in, you know, oil and gas versus if you're working in, you know, um, consumer product goods in a different place. I've just been able to see so many different cultures and how leadership in one 
that's successful in yeah. one is not always successful in another. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Um, so I hear our music. We're going to go to our, our first break and uh, come right back. We're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech, like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job, the ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. Icy Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand with quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're just getting started talking with Luke Owings from uh, Ability. And let me give you his website. It's www.ability. A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E dot com, ability dot com. Um, and we're really going to be focusing on you know, what Luke does is help developing folks, and, and I'll be chiming in with some of the things we do, but really around uh, making the decision to invest in yourself is kind of the title of our show here. So... Um, Luke, tell us a little bit about growing leaders, identifying their own growth areas. How do you maybe how do you go about that? And feel free to also kind of maybe even back up a bit. Like what what do you do at Ability? You you 
uh, are ahead of product. So maybe give us a little background about what that entails. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully you can hear me all good. There's a truck coming down my street. As we all know, working remotely, life is fun. Uh, yeah. So at Ability, we run uh, we run extended leadership development programs for our clients. We partner with some of the largest corporations in the world to run those programs. And um, what do those look like? Those look like uh, multi-week journeys where we actually put uh, take their leaders and help them learn new skills, help them gain awareness of things that they didn't know about themselves, and help them continue to grow as a, as a group to actually take on whatever their next role is. So we get to work with high potential leaders who are, um, who are just uh, starting to get their first management roles, and we get to work with executives and the executive teams of, of large companies to say, okay, how do you continue to step into the next place? You know, the classic phrase is what got you here won't get you there. And so we right. get to work with these leaders at those transitions. And the way yeah. we do it is we, um, we actually uh, have built out a, a set of programs. Uh, you know, we have our rising leader program. We have our senior leader program, which really focuses on giving the opportunity to practice the skills that are necessary for your next step. So really focuses at, at, at our rising leader level of learning the, the basics of financial acumen so you can actually be a more strategic leader, learning the basics of how to manage a team and, and connect to the motivations of your, of your team members, and then relearning the basics of being a cross-functional communicator and saying, okay, how do I actually coordinate across an organization when I'm no longer an individual contributor? And so we have these journeys that we put people through, um, and from our our side, I'm a little bit of a pedagogy dweeb, so for the, for the learning experts out there, you'll appreciate this. From our side, we, we spend a whole lot of time doing experiential learning. So we've built a, a set of simulation experiences that put people in, in the role that they're preparing for, put them in the role of a business leader who's making decisions, put them in the role of a manager who's actually managing a team, um, and have them actually practice that. And we always say that you know, it's, it's real-world uh, real world experience without real-world consequences. Uh, and that really fits with, with what we think is, is the important way of learning leadership. Your initial question was all about how do you figure out what matters? How do you figure out these things? And I think our answer is, one, is you, you, you have to have practice and you have to start to do a new role to see where your gaps may be. And then, two, is you have to have some kind of expertise that helps you understand that whether that's a facilitator and a facilitated learning, whether that's an executive coach, whether that's even peer mentors who help you say, wow, you really do that well. You should really do that more. Or, wow, you should really improve this. That, that's how you, you should get better. In the, in the world of psychology, they would call that a bit of like Jahari's window, as some of you right. know out there. But it becomes how do, you have, how do you have the right experiences that bring to light your skills and your gaps? And then how do you have the right uh, the right support around you, the right scaffolding to interpret that from an awareness side and then from a growth side. That was a lot yeah, of work, yeah, so I'm going to let you take the next uh, next one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds <clears throat> that sounds fascinating. I think we all know, you know, going back to John Dewey, learning by experience. You know, in, in my formative years, in my 20s, I worked at these outward bound programs that you take people in the outdoors, and that was the medium, that was the experience, and then corporations. Um, you know, tuned into that. And so I've done a ton of those, and then, you know, from these multi-day programs with corporations, and I'm sure you've done this in your past, and then ropes courses, where the whole thing was in the outdoors, put people in an unfamiliar, unknown experience, 
and then it's almost like the Rorschach uh, test, you know, that because they don't have that experience, everything jumps out. You know, who who takes over? Who's reflecting back on, you know, is more thinking and more introverted about stuff? So I'm interested totally. in the simulation. Allie, I got to say, you just, you just made me so happy. Before you give me, before you do the next one, I believe Outward Bound is one of the greatest organizations in the world. And so if you're out there listening and you haven't checked out Outward Bound, <laughs> go check it out. Uh, really, I did, uh, I did instructor training at the Northwest Outward Bound School uh, about 10 years ago. And so I did wow. that course. And I think what they do is, uh, Kurt yeah. on. With with respect to my CEO Bjorn Bilhart, who I love, Kurt Hahn is my education hero, uh, who wow. started Outward Bound, and so you just made me uh, a happy man by calling it <laughs> by putting us in the same sentence as, as Outward Bound. It makes me happy. <laughs> you know, this is pretty interesting. You know, because I just got the chills. I'm looking at my arms, and that sense. You talk about emotional stuff, and I'm having a physiological response. That sense of awe, A-W-E, awe, you know, when they talk about the emotions, how often do you experience that? So I don't know if you got, if you got kind of the chills, but I did too, because it's a little bit of that uh, brotherhood, sisterhood of just that value of, of experience. And, and Luke, you're probably, uh, I'm older than you are, but I have a daughter now who is 25 who is now leading women's trips uh, in the outdoors and, and really has great facilitation skills and stuff. So as you, as you know, and I've experienced it, it, it can be transforming. So, but, so the experiential piece, I'm always trying well, let me just finish it. I'm, I'm always experiencing, uh, or trying to bring that into the experience. And so I used to do, you know, I still do when I'm, um, in person, I'll do experiential stuff. But online, maybe say a little bit about how you do that, because I imagine everything you're doing is virtual, because that's a whole brand new innovation. And how do you how do you bring about that kind of that live part? Absolutely, it's a great question. Um, so so we go at this uh, from the perspective of actually building simulations that people can experience and take on roles in, whether they're virtual or in person. And at this point, probably about 90 percent of our business is virtual. Um, we, we still do in-person at, at targeted times where it's needed. Honestly, we can get almost as good of an experience online, though, and so we've, we've really uh, doubled down on that. And, and what that looks like from our perspective, and I'm sure there's some video game players out there, is, uh, is we've built a set of products, a set of simulations that really do look a little bit like a, a video game and, and that look uh-huh. like that take the best principles from that to actually put you into a role and to, like any simulation, simplify it enough to make it, um, to make it clear and, and, and uh, ability to learn from, but then also keep it complicated enough so that it's not, it's, not, um, it's not boring, right? And so I think what you could imagine if you're, if you're out there is our simulations look a little bit like the old simu- uh, civilization game or the old SimCity uh, game that that mm. got really big in the in the 90s and 2000s, and what they we've done is we've we've created them, we've calibrated them, we've run them and, and adapted them so that they really do lay out the decisions that leaders are making and lay out situations for them to navigate through, and that looks like situations as as diverse as where are you going to invest in your business and how do you how do you actually use your financial statements and understand them. To be conversant in investment decisions, down to 
what do you do when you're faced with a leadership crisis? When there's uh, when your company puts out an offensive ad, or uh, you're managing the risk of of, of your workforce getting um, getting disengaged, you know, and we've created them in a way that they really and created and calibrated them. The beauty of having 25,000 people go through them, um, and so that they really lay out those decisions well and give you an opportunity to get experiences that real leaders have struggled with and see how you act in them. So you can then, upon reflection, like we all know, reflection is a huge part of adult learning, upon right. reflection, gain awareness and improve. And so that's, that's how we go at it. And it's, it's really fascinating to watch, particularly in a, in a remote and a, in a hybrid world, how those types of sims actually lead to the immersion that we, we think is so important from a good learning environment. Wow. Uh, that's fascinating. I, w- I would love to kind of see you know, how that works, you know, and I think because I've been in this, in the experiential part of the, of the world, uh, and then basically kind of went back to school to get my doctorate in psychology because it was in the experiential world, taking people at Outward Bound, I said, gee, this is where change happens. It's not always behind a closed door and, you know, in conversation, you know, now doing more coaching. But that whole idea of state-dependent learning you know, that I think the military is popularized, meaning you need to be, if you want to retrieve the, the learning, you need to be in a similar state when you um, uh, first learn it. So if you're, you know, in a classroom like we, we know and you're calm and things are less stressful, it's hard to bring that forward. But if you're in a stressful environment when you learn it and then you're in a stressful environment when you need it, that... Uh, ability to bring that forward is a lot easier. So uh, I'd be really interested in kind of seeing, you know, how you bring that about. And and then the other part you talked about, reflection, is just fascinating. That's really been a a focus on my first couple books. One was called Processing the Adventure Experience, and the second one was called Processing Experience, but it's that whole reflection piece. So... Yeah, maybe just kind of walk us through a little bit when you do the simulations and how does that reflection piece really work? Because I, I imagine it's just got to be so rich. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love this. The, the processing angle is so important and the state-dependent uh, learning is so important. You know, I would argue it both helps you remember it in the future. And by the way, yeah. leadership is stressful. Uh, and yeah. it also helps you gain awareness and gain access to things you might not have. Without that, you know, a lot of leadership learning is not intellectual learning. It's, in fact, very emotional learning. And you can't get that in a non-stressful environment. You just can't. That's not how humans work. Um, And so a a couple of thoughts on on this that you're saying, which I I just love. Hey, Luke. I sit and think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, let me just uh, interrupt you because before we get into this next piece, I want to hear, but we're going to have to go to our next break. And then so you go listen to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. 
They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a fascinating conversation with Luke Owings and uh, his company Ability, uh, www.ability has ie at the end dot com, and so Luke's going to tell us a little bit more about your um, MBA program, your virtual MBA program, just kind of how that works, and, and kind of walk us through that, Luke. Yeah, hey, hey, thanks for that, really. So we um, at Ability, a lot of our a lot of our work is with corporations, and we get to run our leadership development programs with them, and. If you work for a corporation or are looking for one, please do reach out to us, www.abilitie.com. Um, but what we, we figured uh, about 
a couple years ago now, two or three years ago, was that we wanted these uh, skills and this leadership training to be accessible much beyond just the, the confines of the Fortune 500. So what we did is we, we actually built a program called the Invited MBA, which is a 12-week part-time program for those who are considering uh, whether or not they want to get an MBA, who are considering whether or not uh, what, their, what, what leadership skills they want to learn, and that really don't want to take the year or two years off and $200,000 to get that MBA. And so what we built was our, our 12-week program um, called the Invited MBA. Uh, and we built it with the idea that leadership development at that stage requires the opportunity to do a few things. One is to gain conversancy in the language of business. And so we, we built simulations that, build, that teach you finance and business knowledge. Uh, two is to actually build connections. We think leadership development is not a solo sport. Leadership development is actually a team sport. And that's why we focus on cohort-based learning with actually synchronous components where you get together and struggle with things together and process things together. Really, we were talking on the break about Outward Bound and how, how they, they do their, their, their development together and how important it is for those interpersonal dynamics. So we, we built this to actually create time for you to work on your interpersonal dynamics, your interpersonal leadership. And then lastly, we also know that leadership development, in some senses, comes with a mindset shift and it comes with a confidence shift. And so we, we built our Invited MBA as our, our part-time program for people who are feeling imposter syndrome, who are feeling like, I think I have things to offer, but I'm not sure how, and I'm not sure why, and I, I just feel intimidated when I look at this broader world. And so it's been incredible as we've gotten resonance with transitioning teachers who are incredible leaders, but have never been in the business yeah. world and want to learn the language, with transitioning veterans who, who have tremendous leadership skills. You talked about the military earlier and how powerful it is as a leadership training environment, yet they struggle when they come into the business in the corporate world. And so we, we built this Invited MBA as, as a place for those people who want to build the conversancy, who want to build the connections, and want to build that confidence, all while using the best of what we learned by doing corporate leadership development for many, many years with tens of thousands of learners. And so we, we run that right now. Uh, our, we, have, we run a cohort in the fall and a cohort in the spring. It's a certificate program, but we would love if people are interested in, leaders, in investing in their leadership in an accessible way to, for them to reach out to us and rally them to reach out to through you. Wow. So uh, it's just fascinating, you know, to hear that. And you, you kind of brought up, you know, Kurt Hahn, who kind of started our bound, I think, uh, you know, after World War uh, too, and, and part of that was why do people need to go off to off to war to be come back and say now I developed into a man or or a woman, you know, like we talked about this moral equivalent of war, and I think that experiential piece, and then the learnings part of it is just so critical, you know, when you're totally involved in that, and so one of the things about this and I saw on your on your website about the whole idea of investing in yourself and kind of the self growth piece. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the you know, the self awareness piece and do you, do you guys use assessments also or how do you integrate some of the, the self awareness you had mentioned the Jahari window? Totally. Totally. Um you know, we we aren't overly on the academic side and so we don't spend tons of time with the assessment. What we use assessments for is to provide a lens where it's helpful for growth. 
And so we use assessments in terms of, of skill-based assessments, in terms of helping you understand where you should be pushing your knowledge, where you should be pushing your understanding of something like the financial state. We use assessments in terms of understanding your proclivities. And so things like the Myers-Briggs test to understand that your proclivities might be different than somebody else's. And so we use assessments really as a, as a tool for, for conversation. Um, and we use assessments right. to really set up a, a frame for that conversation. And, and that, to, to us, is where the growth happens. And, and you can really see that from our, our corporate learning background, where everything is focused on practicality, right? We, we, we certainly have the intellectual vigor behind it, the academic rigor of, of, okay, how do we create a space where people's window opens up? You mentioned, I mentioned Jahari's window, and you, you picked up on it, right? Like, we have that stuff behind the scenes. But when you're the learner, the experience is much more oh, I'm only doing, I'm doing assessments to get a lens to deepen and enrich in the conversation I'm going on yeah. and the journey I'm going on as a leader. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's definitely uh, how we think about them and how we use them and, and how we, we try to have our learners experience. You know, and I think you, you hit on a key thing. When you think about it as a leader uh, and, a, and a coach um, and bring about change, it, it it all happens in the conversation. You know, uh, yes, you have the experience, but then the conversation about the experience. And so, uh, you know, as that key tool for a leader, really asking the right questions. Um, we talked a little bit on the on the break. be interesting how you guys do this. Uh, often when I'm working with uh, executives and leaders, if they're truly are, if they're truly trying to develop someone, it's it's not an emergency. It's the whole thing about the either writing reflex or fix it. And so, you know, managers think someone comes into them and they ask a question and the manager's like, oh, you want my answer, right? You want to hear from me, right? And often I'm saying, no, they don't necessarily want to hear from you. They probably got their own ideas and they just haven't said it in a way. But that writing reflex of, you know, I got all the answers. And I think it is a little bit be interesting from the MBA side that I'm well-educated, I got the answers, let me help you with the answers because it feels good, and I think, you know, it's part of my job, when maybe the individual has got the answers and maybe, you know, inside of that. Maybe say a little bit about, you know, do you deal with that dichotomy? Because I think the managers I felt with, I deal with, that's a huge, um, can be an impasse, is how do you get them to have the answers? I love that, right? And I think what you're saying is more important than ever before, because if historically leadership was about being the expert who could solve the problem, right. that is not what leadership is like in a complex environment like we're in right now. You know, um, and a complex environment that's only getting more complicated. You know, yeah. we've uh, kind of alluded to a couple of times this work from home thing, this dispersed, dispersed organizations uh, uh, trend that is only speeding up at this moment. And in that world, you as a leader are not responsible for giving all the answers. You as a leader are not responsible for being the expert on each thing. You're responsible for creating an environment of intentional growth, for creating an environment where accountability reigns and, and you're actually allowed to create, uh, and people are allowed to have, have the ability to solve problems on their own. And that's an inherently different type of leadership. And that, that sits very deeply into the learning that we do, where it's not about telling you what the answer is. It's about creating an environment and then helping guide through a process where that growth occurs. 
whether it's you as a leader yourself or in a meta sense, you as a leader helping somebody else. And so uh, this tendency to fit, this tendency to prove you should be the leader because you're the smartest and you're the expert falls away once you really look at how it shows up. So uh, one of the questions that we have is kind of, I think we're, we're tapping on it, the difference between management and leadership. And I know the people I deal with, they're probably doing both, you know, but maybe just kind of talk a little bit, like how would you explain the difference of those two? Absolutely. You know, I, we've always talked about that there's three roles that a leader plays. There's a manager, there's a leader, and there's a coach. Uh, mm. the, the manager uh, is really responsible for that accountability. You actually have to get results. Right. Uh, you have to get results. You have to have clear expectations. You have to have ways of tracking. You have to have ways of actually saying what needs to get done by when and what are the consequences of getting that done. truck going by me. So give me a second if this is loud. Nope, you're all right. Okay. Um, the second piece, I'm sure that, uh, the second piece in terms of coaching is, is not about the individual results of the moment, but about how you grow your team how you grow them and how you help them have the skills for the future. Right. And so uh, oftentimes leaders have to do that. And, you know, we know plenty of great coaches who are like that. And then the last one is this leadership, which to me really gets into like, why is it important? The, the, the thread that ties your team together, the thread that ties your organization together outside of what you have to get done by Friday. Why does your team exist? Why does it matter? And why, why should people want to be a part of that team? And, and there are subtle differences between all three. And, you know, different leaders show up quite well in different ones. I'll say my own growth as a leader has been I, I was pretty naturally drawn toward the coach role, given my sports background. Right. And then pretty quickly took on some of the leadership role because I love stories and I love talking. And it was a, uh-huh. it, it was a struggle and a process for me to learn some of the tools of accountability of management to learn some of the cadences of check-in, to learn all these different things. And so each person comes at it from their own way, but it becomes really important that you recognize that you as a leader in an organization are playing these different roles and you're getting practice doing so because they are all intrinsically different in terms of how you build a team. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I I love the the distinctions. And I think often when people get promoted, a a lot of the, people I'm doing coaching with and the organizations I work with, they're, they're using the executive coaching, which I do, um, if people in transition. So often they have the management side down because they had a manager. <laughs> and, and their manager, you know, kept them accountable, and so they do that. I think in the organizations now kind of growing into the other roles of the coach and the leader are kind of the areas that are so, somewhat of kind of new, new territory for them. So, uh, Luke, we're going to have to take our, our last break. Um, so for Leadership Development News, come right back. We'll be right back. We're talking with Luke Owings. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Luke Owings, uh, check out his website, www.ability, and ability has an I-E-A at the end versus a Y, ability.com. He's talking about his invited MBA. If you look at the website, it's got all the programs on there. That's got some pretty good articles uh, about some of the, the different competencies. So maybe one that uh, I want to uh, emphasize a little bit more, Luke, so what about this uh, empathy, which would probably fall under, you talked about manager, leader, coach, probably falls under the coach piece. And we talked about this a little bit. When people are so busy, I think the task gets all the focus. And the person and maybe some of the empathy for the person falls into the background. It's, it's there, but it's in the background. Is there like some of your units or modules uh, around listening and empathy? How do you bring that in? Yeah, totally, totally. You know, empathy is more important than ever before, and it, and it requires more thoughtfulness than ever before. I've, I've had the privilege of running a lot of manage, uh, new manager programs at a lot of really, really great companies. And I'll always say that what, the first thing that always comes up on empathy is this light bulb moment where there's a realization that, hey, everybody doesn't see the world the same as I do. And it sounds funny because it almost sounds like everything I learned and uh, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. But it's also <laughs> it's a core skill of management. And I think what, what uh, the, the way we get at that, and we get at that through our programs, is, is through this management lens and a real realization that, hey, other people on your team are going to have different motivations than you. They're going to have different pieces that inspire them than you. They're going to do that, and we, we do that actually through our, our management challenge simulation, which puts you in the role of having to deeply understand people who manage who you manage, in sometimes intuitive and sometimes non-intuitive ways. Mm-hmm. And once you come to that insight of like, wow, 
I actually now understand that this person doesn't want to get promoted. I went into that that conversation totally thinking it was going to be an easy conversation and I'm going to promote them. And they told me they're happy where they are and they don't want this and they'll quit if I give it to them. All of a sudden that mindset shift happens and then it becomes about, okay, if I recognize that people come from different places than me, and I think you can only get that as a as an emotional understanding. You can't get that as an intellectual understanding because it won't stick. Once right. you get that, it becomes about the tools, and it becomes about the tools of setting yourself up for success, of being intentional about them. Whether those yeah. are the assessment tools that you talked about earlier, Rally. Like we use, um, we use a Myers-Briggs spinoff um, uh, for, for our stuff that then helps people know, wow, wow, actually this person needs time and space to actually process before I ask them to to engage yep. with a, a topic that we're struggling with versus this other person doesn't. They want to do it live and change their mind and do this. Th- that tool becomes helpful. Tools about, hey, how do we actually manage? How do we check in? Okay, what does the cadence look like for checking in when I'm in uh, California and my team's in Colorado and Texas? What, what are the tools that I do that? How do I run a check-in conversation? How do I run a feedback conversation? But all those tools come from this place of empathy, which is each person is having their own experience. And not to get too philosophical, but it starts to become more like the concept of Sonder, right? Where it's like, wow, I realize that even though I'm this disembodied person in my, um, in my own space, in this virtual world, on Slack, on Zoom, on a Gather, on all these different things in the metaverse, the other person on the other side is having their own experience. And as a manager, it is my responsibility to be yeah. intentional about understanding that. And that's where all the tools then are, are pretty simple, <laughs> whether it's uh, a situation behavior impact uh, coaching and feedback tool, whether it's uh, the GROW model, which I've seen many, many times in many different places about how to actually set someone's career up for success, whether yeah. it's the, the cadences that get set up around managing your team. I, I think that mindset shift which is the right. core empathetic piece, then leads into a ton of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. I think, first, the value of that mindset, and then I think for you and I to do similar stuff, it's really about, so what's the tactic? And the tactic is really being able to feedback what you heard them say. You know, uh, we know from Corn Ferry and a couple other places about, you know, empathy does anybody see your perspective? And I said, no one knows you see it. You can nod your head and stuff but until you say it, even though sometimes that's perfunctory. You know, how do you feed that back? How do you say that? And you can really, you can really see if it's effective. People go, yeah, and then they open up even more. And I think for leaders, the idea of these kind of micro-initiatives, I will call them, how can they uh, do some of this in two, three, four minutes? That's where you show your empathy and listening, you can get back to the task, you can back, get back to holding accountability, but you really got to let them know that you you understand, you see their perspective, you really got to give it words. And I think sometimes that can be challenging for folks because uh, it's just, you know, it, it doesn't fit right because uh, they're so solution-focused. So... Uh, in your invited MBA uh, or the feedback, is, is is that listening something that they get feedback about? You talked about the SBI, Situation Behavior Impact. Um, do they get feedback about how they're a listener or how they're coaching? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We spend a lot of time practicing these skills, and you know, as simple as some of them are about creating the shared reality of reflecting back what you've heard from somebody and then really trying to create a place where you're pushing off the same bottom uh, is really important. And so, yeah, we, we, because we're so experiential and so focused on that, create environments where they actually have to show it and do it. And if they don't do it well, get feedback on their feedback. And it sounds yeah. kind of meta, but it's the only way I know of learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is good. And uh, we kind of use a modification, kind of added to the SBI uh, model that came from uh, Center for Creative Leadership. But we have a tool that kind of adds a little bit to that. But that feedback is so important. And you think about for a manager, a leader, what should they be doing every every day, multiple times? Feedback is one. Delegation is one. And then coaching and empowering and developing. You know, and are they doing that every day? Because I think uh, the people I deal with, and I'm sure you see this, they're, they're putting out fires day in and day out, and they hardly have any time to take a breath. And now everybody being virtual, um, still, you know, people are starting their day earlier, and, they're, and because of time zones, they're going later. And then I think what's so fascinating, the two aspects that they could get a, a breath or a, bre- a break or reflection in the day is, one, after the meeting – when they'd be walking down the hall and could talk to someone and take a break or talk about the meeting, you know, meeting about the meeting, and in their commute, driving back and forth. So those two reflective times are taken off the schedule. And so now I know a question I ask Luke when I'm doing the coaching is like, how many meetings do you have today? It's one of the first ones I ask because it's ridiculous. That, you know, it's just you know, meeting after meeting after meeting. So what Absolutely, if, and that to, to put a, a fine point on it, that reflective time is gone, and that time that classically was used for appreciation is gone. And so people have this negative concept of feedback, where it's feedback is where I fix somebody. You know, yeah. I think it, in the virtual world in particular, there it's required to be thinking about where do I also get feedback that appreciates. Because that used to happen in the meeting, in the meeting after the meeting in the hallway, right? Right. It used to right. where you would walk down and and you as a manager would give coaching and you'd be like, hey, you did this well, you did that well, do this better, right? And now we kind of disapparate from the Zoom meeting and right. nobody gets it. And so, you know, I think the intentionality is so important here. Well, well, Luke, we're going to have to uh, stop here. This has been fascinating. Time's gotten really uh, by quickly. Uh, feel free to kind of, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to kind of connect with you a little bit more. I don't think I have your your contacts. Um, but for more information about Luke and his uh, organization, www.ability.com, and it has an IE at the end, some fascinating stuff. I think you guys are on the cutting edge of, of really bringing in experiential learning and that whole aspect about um, retaining more what you learn and from that experience. So good luck to you and, and your organization. Uh, Luke, I really well, appreciate, I appreciate you, you saying that. And I look forward to connecting. Yep. All right. Anybody Take else, care. feel free to connect with me as well. Bye. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles of Practice with Top Performers. Go to our website, www.emotionalbrilliance.com slash academy and get your free ebook on 11 reasons why you need emotional intelligence. Talk to you again next week. 
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.